Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir only on LA Talk Radio. Hello there. Welcome to All Things Therapy. I'm your host, Lisa Tahir. I'm a licensed clinical social worker practicing as an intuitive psychotherapist. If you've been listening, you know to reach out to me at nolatherapy.com. My website is newly updated, and I invite you to go there and join my email list. I have some new offerings for you as my listener. I have a book coming out in 2020 having to do with healing our deepest core wounding through self-forgiveness, empathy, and astrology. And I'm really excited to share as I just arrived to New Orleans from Los Angeles today and to my complete surprise and happiness. I have been working to receive a U.S. trademark on the word on the word psychoastrology that I've coined and write about in my book. It had been rejected quite a few times in 2019. I kept, I knew, I knew I have something here with this language and I received my U.S. trademark on the word that I have created, psychoastrology. And I just want to share that because it is the topic of my book and By joining my email list, you will have access for when it will be available in the fall of 2020, as well as access to scheduling sessions with me. I offer a 30-day intensive to work with me on your personal psychoastrology, where your psychology intersects with your core wounding, which is the placement of Chiron, the wounded healer archetype. And that is what I spent three years writing about. So I invite you to check out the 30-day package I offer, as well as individual sessions that I do with clients all over the world through phone, Skype, and FaceTime. I love working with people and helping you heal. So check me out on NOLA Therapy. You can follow me on social media on Instagram at NOLA Therapy. I have invested a lot of time in creating some IGTV videos on spiritual hacks. And these are 21 spiritual hacks. They are techniques, tips, 
practices, books that I have used to transform my own life. And they are three to five minute videos that you can access at my Instagram, at NOLA Therapy, as well as on Facebook at NOLA Therapy and Twitter. I want to thank you for listening to my podcast for the last almost four years. Today is episode 182. I am grateful for you as my listener because I would be speaking into nothingness if you weren't there to receive these words and the interviews that I have with people who are changing consciousness one conversation at a time. And with that, I'm going to transition into introducing my guest. I am really excited to speak with Dr. Carol Darsa. She is a licensed psychologist and has been for over 20 years. She's certified in EMDR, amongst other mind and body-based practices. She is the founder and executive director of Reconnect Center in the Pacific Palisades. Reconnect Integrative Trauma Treatment Center is the full name. And if you want to follow along online, which I often like to do when I'm listening to someone's work, the website is reconnectcenter.com. And Dr. Darsa has actually lived all over the world and worked. She is from Turkey, has lived in Spain and France and Brazil. She definitely brings an international and multicultural-based understanding to the treatment of trauma and recovering from trauma. And her center specializes in finely attuned body-based processes to help you heal and connect your mind and body again. Trauma is an event or repetitive events that causes us to disconnect from our sense of personal safety within our own bodies and in the world. And it causes dysregulation in all sorts of ways. And Dr. Darsa will talk to us in more detail about how her facility can help you re-regulate yourself in healthy ways and get your baseline of symptomatology to where you're feeling safe in your body and in the world again. And so with that, I just want to welcome you, Dr. Darsa, to our time together. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa, for having me here. You're welcome. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. So I'm curious what brought you to the U.S. and how you started the Reconnect Integrative Trauma Treatment Center in the Pacific Palisades. Okay, yeah, I came to U.S. because I wanted to go to college and study psychology. And Southern California is really, in my opinion, the heaven of uh, mm-hmm. of psychology because we are the most uh, maybe advanced sort of cutting edge treatment modalities are, I would say, especially in California. Uh, we're sort of ahead of a lot of the other states and, and other countries for sure. So I settled down here and I was working as an independent uh, trauma treatment uh, therapist for a bunch of different uh, substance abuse programs. And I started really noticing that there was they were missing a key component of doing a more intense trauma work. So they were bringing me in for an hour a week um, and then it wasn't enough to really dive into the trauma work that the, the clients there needed. Mm-hmm. And so with that in mind, I said, why don't I open my own place where I can do the treatment the way I want to do it? Um, yeah. And that's how I started my journey seven years ago. Wonderful. There are such comprehensive services, just for our listeners to know, that you have practitioners working in 
all kinds of somatic therapies, but also including nutrition and yoga and EMDR. How, how do clients usually come to you? That might be a place to start. Sure. Uh, they come because other doctors recommend that program. They come because they finish uh, a rehab where they get sober. Uh, and after they're sober, they, they know now that uh, they were using for a reason. And often it's because of a trauma. Yes. And they realize they have to work on a deeper underlying reason of their addiction or of their eating disorder or of their depression. So once they have a sense of, huh, there's something underneath here, that's when they come to our program. Uh, and a lot of it is also word of mouth where people just uh, send their friends and family members to our programs. And is it accurate, Dr. Darsa, that when a client comes to you, they will spend two weeks at a minimum? Is that is that how you work with people? There is definitely a minimum. So we do very intensive programs. So when they come in, they could do anywhere from three to five hours every day. And uh, most of our actually work is individual therapy as opposed to group therapy. And that's mm -hmm. sort of where we are different than a lot of treatment centers. Uh, so they have 25 hours of uh, hard work in, in one week uh, as the most intensive part. Um, and we also have just wanted to add to the list that you were uh, mentioning earlier. We have also acupuncture and uh, neurofeedback uh, and massage therapy. So it's really comprehensive and incorporating different modalities all under the same roof to really help the people uh, to reconnect to themselves, which is interesting because your description of trauma was about disconnection, right? And yes. that's exactly the reason why I named the center Reconnect. That's um, beautiful. So that we, we help them to, to come back to themselves. Will you define trauma for us? Because uh, as a listener out there, in case somebody's wondering, wow, am I a survivor of trauma? Can you kind of lead us through what that term even means? Sure. Trauma could mean any event or incident that threatens a person's well-being. Uh, so, And sometimes that can change from person to person. So sometimes a divorce, for instance, can be traumatic, but mm -hmm. other times it doesn't have to be. Um, it can be just stressful. There's a difference between stress and trauma. Uh, when it's more repetitive, and really causing a huge upheaval in your life and in your functioning and in your well-being, um, that is most likely you're a trauma survivor. Now, a lot of people think trauma means uh, I had to maybe experience uh, a war or 9-11 uh, or rape. Yes, those are traumas, but there are also smaller traumas, which are uh, as impactful emotional trauma. So if you grew up with a parent who was neglectful or, or an alcoholic and didn't attend to you, that is considered trauma, even if they were not hitting you or physically abusing you. Yeah. And then trauma includes, uh, and I'm certain that you probably see a lot of this, of sexual abuse, physical abuse, domestic violence, or witnessing those types of childhood and family traumas. Correct. Correct. Those are the ones that most people know already that it is trauma. Um, but relational trauma is something where people don't realize that it's, it's considered trauma as well, including medical issues. So if you had a diagnosis of a cancer and you're mm. a cancer survivor, you could uh, be impacted to the level where I, I could say that was a medical trauma for you. Yes. So, and yes, all form of violence uh, and also natural disasters right? Hurricane, 
uh, earthquakes and all of that are, are considered trauma as well. I like this, going through all the specifics. So if there is a listener out mm-hmm. there, because I think people might, we tend to minimize what we've been through and just keep yeah. pushing through invasive symptoms. So I hope today we can talk some about as well what what might bring someone to make a decision to come to reconnect for example, if they're experiencing what types of issues, concerns, and problems in their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, for instance, the very typical symptoms of what you would call uh, PTSD, for instance, right? Post-traumatic stress disorder. That's when a trauma becomes so big and the, the impact is so big that now you have a diagnosis. But it's not always necessary for the person to seek out trauma treatment if they don't have officially diagnosed you know, post-traumatic stress disorder, it doesn't mean that they were not impacted. It just is a different level of impact. Mm -hmm. Uh, But if you have nightmares about things that happened to you in the past or you're having flashbacks uh, or you're hypervigilant and you're often scared of being hurt, uh, those are sort of the most common uh, trauma symptoms. But then there's sort of maybe more subtle ways that uh, a person can feel the symptoms of trauma, like depression, uh, they don't even know why they're depressed, but they're always, you know, low in energy, not feeling good. Nothing makes them happy. Irritability, difficulty to sleep, uh, anxiety in general, uh, and then relational issues. So maybe they don't have any of these symptoms, but they have a really hard time to keep relationships or or even make relationships. They're often afraid of being abandoned uh, or being hurt uh, by the person. Uh, so those are all could be a reason why a person can seek trauma treatment. Well, and I think also you you talk about uh, treating depression and mood disorders and dysthymia, Mm -hmm. I think is quite a common mood disorder that the general population might not know what that is, but it's when an individual experiences a low level of depression for a long time, over two years. And it's as if their life is kind of muted in tones of gray versus in color. I know I've worked with a lot of clients that have experienced this dysthymic type experience. And you also treat, you also treat those individuals. Right, because when we really uh, get enough information about how they were raised and what's happened in their lives, we often find trauma underneath it. Again, mm-hmm. they just don't realize that, that what they've experienced would be considered trauma. Uh, so once we are able to go into the trauma work, they often come out of the depression. Their mood lifts. And um, so... That would be a, that's a very good example that you just gave, Lisa, because that is one area where people don't look at usually. Thank you. Yeah, and I think people tend to just push through, try to get used to this, not knowing that that it actually is something that can be treated and that you can heal from and actually feel more happiness than than you were before. Yes, there's a lot of. Uh stigma, unfortunately, right, about mental health issues in general. But then there's a lot of sort of, I call this the 21st century beliefs of the positive thinking. And well, those are great, but sometimes it can create a negative reaction for people because then you're hearing constantly, you should just think positively Mm. and move on and forgive your past. And so, so, you know, you are made to believe that if you can't do that, there's something wrong with you. But that's Sometimes it's a bypass. 
you really have to look to see first the root of it. Why are you feeling the way you're feeling rather than just going into, well, I just have to uh, overcome it or I have to have enough mental strength and you know type of uh, belief system that's out there a lot and that's actually causing sometimes harm for people they 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 uh, they blame themselves for not being able to do that yes and i think it's also relieving when a client comes to the place of deeply understanding that trauma does affect the brain and affects our brain mm-hmm. chemistry and just like if someone had cancer you wouldn't be judgmental and critical because they're having this cancer and i think likewise that trauma being in a state of hyper arousal and hyper vigilance where you cannot trust that you are safe for example not knowing when the other shoe might drop or if someone's going to attune to your emotional needs and so you're left too young on your own to try to meet those right. needs that it leaves our brain uh like malnourished in a way. And then here we become adults trying to meet our needs, but with depleted brain chemicals. To So how do, how do you help educate people when they come into you? I know you do the one-on-one therapy versus group, which I thought was interesting. I did want to ask what, what caused you to find that to be the most effective approach? Sure. I'll answer both of your questions yeah. first is uh, I do do a lot of education in, in therapy sessions. From the very beginning, I explain what trauma is, what it does to your brain, to your body, to your psyche. And the more a person understands, the less judgmental they are towards themselves. Um, I had actually recently a 50-year-old a, a client woman who uh, had two special needs children. They were teenagers. And she was very empathic about their disabilities and how their brain functions had, had limitations. Yet when it came about her, she, she kept saying, but I should be able to do better. I should already move on. The trauma happened 30 years ago. And when I talked about, well, have you ever considered that maybe that trauma actually altered your brain chemistry the mm. way your children's brain chemistry is different? She burst into tears. She's wow. never considered that. She had just been judging herself, pushing herself, you know? And uh, that was already a turning point. Once you have let go of the judgment and and you are more empathic towards yourself we've already established the first step after that of course we do the rest of the work but that to me is a crucial piece in the beginning um so we do do a little bit of group therapy but not too much and the reason of it is uh, what i found out is a lot of the places when they do group therapy they are doing um they're you know encouraging the participants to share details of their trauma Mm. And then okay. so the listeners are very negatively impacted by it. So that can be what we call a re-traumatization for some people. Um, so our groups are not about sharing details and therefore impacting everyone else. It's about more just getting a support. So to get a support, you don't need to talk about the details of the trauma. You can just talk about the current struggles. So it's more about simple simple um, tools and learning things of how to deal with emotions rather than let me tell everyone here what happened. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastic into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. 
Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at hashirene.com. Um, yeah. And also there's a danger of people remembering. I had many clients who said they remembered they were sexually abused because they heard other people's stories, but they were not ready to remember it. Mm-hmm. The remembrance has to happen in a contained way where a yes. person doesn't get scared because it could be scary all of a sudden if you remember something that you didn't remember for 20 years. And that so we are much more gentle yeah. in that way. Yeah, Sorry, and, and as you're... As you're talking, Dr. Darcy, I'm thinking someone having that intrusive memory recollection could cause something, which I want to speak about. You work with individuals with dissociative identity disorder, and it can cause dissociation and some some serious symptoms to come up where the person isn't being present in their life. Can you speak to us about the work you do with DID? Sure. Uh, without a doubt, it can cause dissociation. So DID stands for Dissociative Identity Disorder uh, and formerly known as Multiple Personality Disorder. A lot of people still know it as such. Um, so it's uh, actually a defense mechanism that a person develops uh, organically without wanting. When uh, It often happens with childhood trauma when a person is traumatized so severely that they can't bear the pain. And they find ways to put it aside, right? So they compartmentalize it by basically having different parts of themselves just holding on to the memory so that the next day they can function as if nothing happened. A lot of children, that's how they are able to go back to school. So it's actually a healthy system. But then it becomes chronic and then a person can find themselves all of a sudden a split sort of internally into different parts where they don't even realize it and the parts could come up and a person can even have amnesia um, and and it's told that they are acting angry or they were stealing and they don't even have a recollection of it. So we work with these people very, very gently yeah. uh, to, to be able to deal with what happened in the past in a, again, gentle and compassionate way so that it doesn't have to be cut off. In, in such a strong way. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's work and it's definitely worth it. And we have good actual success rate uh, with that. You know what? I like to educate my clients, Dr. Darsa, just dissociation is something that can happen happen to any of us on any day. And for a listener, how many times might you get in your car and drive home and you're suddenly home and it's like, oh my gosh, I don't necessarily remember driving home because it's such a familiar route. You kind of tune out, check out that that's dissociation is on a spectrum. So that's one end of the spectrum and all the way to the other end with, with identity confusion and alteration and the construction of other alters. So that, you know, I like to educate people that dissociation is something that happens to all of us when we're just not mindfully present in the moment. So that helps kind of demystify it and and make it less scary than what it used to be considered in the movies and such that that has given such a negative connotation that we all dissociate from time to time. And I think especially during the holidays when people are busy, (laughs) they're running from here and there, not being present at all, that it's, it, you know, it's, it's a way that we all kind of cope when we're overwhelmed. And so as it relates to trauma, yeah, it just clusters a little differently. 
And this is exactly the reason uh, why actually we teach all clients what dissociation means and what's the opposite of that, which means grounding and resourcing. So all clients, regardless what uh, diagnosis they have, from the beginning along with the tech education I was telling you earlier, similar to yours, uh, I educate them and, I, and then we start teaching them tools of how to become more present, how to feel their bodies more, how to become really more aware of the here and now because trauma is really being stuck in a past um and so a lot of techniques are, are taught and the more a person is really able to stay present the the more of a chance they have to heal their their past their trauma so this Absolutely. is a tool for really good for everyone and I wanted to ask you Dr. Dar so what are some of the ways that you teach clients to ground themselves in their bodies because I know for myself that as much as I know intellectually and have practiced being in therapy and being a therapist that there are moments that I still get dissociative and feel overwhelmed and and need to really even put one foot on top of the of the other to just anchor myself to the earth like how how do you help clients to ground themselves is there something you can offer our listeners in case they're having issues with that right now Sure. First of all, before grounding in the body, I, I always teach them to just really become present into the environment because sometimes feeling the body can be painful for some people. If they had mm-hmm. had trauma in their bodies, coming back to the body could remind them of the pain. And so that has to be uh, gradually practiced, right? So you first orient yourself to the room. Whenever you feel like you're about to check out and you're getting sort of disconnected from yourself, just looking around, really noticing every different color, the furniture, uh, maybe the smells or the sounds. So that becomes first an easier entryway. Yeah. When a person practices that more and more, this is, by the way, like a muscle, really a muscle. When <laughs> The more you practice this, when there's no crisis, the stronger you will be in the moment of crisis. And Mm, that's a very mm -hmm. important thing to remember. So it's not like you practice for two minutes and then that's gone. Throughout the day, just constantly paying attention uh, at all times when I'm talking to you right now. Am I still here? Am I aware that my body is in my office, although I'm on the phone with you? Or am I, as I'm driving, yes, I'm thinking of what I'm going to prepare for dinner. But am I also aware that the green light is turning red? Mm. So I'm never letting go of this dual attention. So that becomes a very important practice at all times. As the person becomes more ready, then we work with grounding into the body. Then it's the sense of tracking from head to toe. What do you notice in your body? I like to ground first with the feet. Feet tend to be more, um, maybe less triggering for a lot of people. So really feeling the weight on your feet pushing your feet down to the floor so that you can just really feel its presence. It's like an anchoring, right? I, I almost imagine yes. the root of a tree. So yes. My feet, my legs are either roots. But I prefer not to do, this is a suggestion I always give my clients, do not visualize when you're grounding. If you visualize, you go more into your head. Try to feel the feeling of really of your feet rather than just visualizing like mm. a tree. So that, that's an important distinction that I teach as well. Um, and then from, from the feet, you can go gradually up, like really feeling the legs, uh, noticing where it feels calmer, where it feels stronger, 
Uh, if you are sitting on the chair, and I do this with open eyes, by the way, that's another important okay. thing. It's not like meditation. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that I just remembered it. Yeah, that's important. Okay. Yes, and because this way you orient to the present. Closing the eyes can take you to another time frame, and you don't want that. You want to stay in the here and now. Okay, okay. That's helpful. Eyes open, feeling into your feet versus imagining a tree. So really being in your body where it's touching the ground. Correct. And then if you, so when I'm sitting, I'm sitting with my back really straight. The mm -hmm. position, the posture makes a big difference. Um, that's why when people are depressed, they're sort of leaning forward on backwards, you know, slouching a lot. So if you're sitting yeah. upright with a pillow, just even noticing your back, feeling the temperature, so the skin. Uh, there's a lot of ways, but um, really focusing like gradually on different parts of your body helps the person to bring their attention to here and now, and that reduces the thoughts, which Absolutely. is the beauty of the grounding. Thank you, Dr. Darsa. We are going to take a commercial break, and I will bring you back on at the conclusion. Okay. Will you be one of the 46 million passengers traveling on U.S. airlines this holiday season? I know that I have been. It, we're frequently encountering stress and anxiety, jet lag, and a potentially compromised immune system. Don't let these side effects of flying ruin your deserved vacation and holiday times. I want to tell you about my new sponsor that has created a brand new product that can help you travel happier and healthier. It is called Preboard Travel Support, and it's the first supplement made with vitamins, minerals, and natural aptogenic herbs that are formulated to fight the side effects of flying on a plane. Preboard also helps to support body and mind without unwanted side effects of pharmaceutical medications, and the ingredients in Preboard are safe, drug-free, and non-habit-forming. As my listeners, they are offering you 25% off to try their product out. You simply go to preboardtravelsupplement.com and enter the coupon code THERAPY, T-H-E-R-A-P-Y, in all caps for 25% off. That's preboardtravelsupplement.com with coupon code THERAPY in all caps. My long-standing sponsor has been BetterHelp. They are a secure online therapy platform. They are HIPAA compliant and they present you with opportunities to do phone and video therapy through their platform with counselors that are trained to work with issues such as anxiety, depression, and stress, relationship issues, grief, and self-esteem. And you can request a counselor and be paired with them in less than 24 hours. You can also ask for a new counselor if you don't feel like they're a good fit for you. And they have financial aid available to those who qualify. BetterHelp is secure, convenient, professional, and affordable. If you want to check them out, they are offering you 10% off your first month with discount code ATT, all caps. And to check them out, go to betterhelp.com forward slash ATT in all caps and check them out. Now the station's going to play a commercial. 
Indeed, listening is the new reading. With Audible, you can listen to an unlimited amount of books at home, in your car, at the gym, anywhere on the go. With over 180,000 audiobooks to choose from, for you, the listener of all things therapy, Audible is offering you a free audiobook download and a month-long subscription for you to try them out. Visit audibletrial.com forward slash all things therapy now and enjoy. Do you want to help yourself and friends find a purpose in life? Then you are in the right place and be a part of the crowdfunding campaign of patreon.com forward slash all things therapy with Lisa Tahir as she initiates a one-on-one interaction with inspiring authors, healing experts, and spiritual directors. Join the League of Heroes of this generation by contributing your quota between a dollar up to a hundred dollars per month at patreon.com forward slash all things therapy. Let's make the world free of suicide, poverty, depression, and in all, make the world a better place for everyone. Hello, and welcome back to All Things Therapy. I am Lisa, your host, and today I'm with Dr. Carol Darsa. She is the founder and executive director of Reconnect Integrative Trauma Treatment Center in the Pacific Palisades in California, in beautiful Southern California. Welcome back, Dr. Darsa. Thank you, Lisa. Yes. So I'd love for you to share with us, you were telling me before we came live that you have a book coming out as well in 2020. I'd love for you to tell us more and let listeners know. Sure. Uh, The book is actually about reconnecting to yourself. Um, It is exactly what we were saying earlier, that how uh, we know that trauma creates a disconnect. So I... uh, I wrote about specific tools and case examples, basically, of mm-hmm. how one can reconnect to themselves, to their body, to their mind, to their heart, to the spirituality and community, to friends and family, which are all the areas that often get impacted uh, following a trauma. So very specific tools, easy things to practice on their own. Uh, of course, it's not to replace a therapy, but I think it's a really good foundational work for anyone who wants to work on their uh, on themselves. Congratulations on that huge accomplishment. You. You're Thank welcome. You. Can we spend some time if you want to take it in this direction and I want to make sure you express everything important for you. I was curious about some of the therapies that you, that you treat. Like I hadn't heard uh, I had not heard of brain spotting, for example, and I wondered if you could talk to us about some of these Okay. Mind body. Right. So you know EMDR, which is eye movement. Yeah. I'm certified. Yes. And reprocessing. Yes. Absolutely. Right. So in EMDR, there are eye movements literally to be able to help a client to process stuck memories about the tra- traumatic memories. Well, the brain spotting uh, was founded by David Grand, who was an EMDR therapist and a somatic therapist. So he mm-hmm. combined uh, the eye movement. But instead of doing eye movement, he found that that certain spots when you look at represents different parts uh, in your brain. So in a brain spotting session, where you look at affects how you feel is the philosophical um, foundation of this modality. And so, and then you utilize the uh, the sensations in the body a lot as it comes up when you're talk- talking about memories. So it's. Uh, basically a very contained safe way of doing uh, trauma treatment 
very cool. And so I know you work individually with everyone that comes in to your center. And is it a matter of just tailoring specific therapies and treatments for each individual as you're with them and identifying what their needs are? Yes, we meet with them in the beginning and we ask about the symptoms and what they're working on, what they what worked in the past, what didn't, and then we put together a whole team with different modalities as I was mentioning to you. So it could be an EMDR, it could be brain spotting, acupuncture, yoga, and again, the fused group therapies too. But uh, it's we actually evaluated every week. So because sometimes you may think one method works for you because your friend gave you great reviews about it. But then when you're <laughs> yeah. in it, you realize, well, it's not the right one for you. So then we are able to change that and, and give you another modality until we find what the right formula is for each person. And also, I think it's important for listeners to know that you do have programs that are after work that are in the evening hours. I noticed as well as people that come in and choose to live in a sober living or transitional house in the area that you do actually help people find housing when they're coming from out of town. Is that accurate? That's right. We actually have a lot of people that come from out of town um, because our program is very unique. Like I was saying earlier, uh, no one really is doing this level of intense trauma treatment uh, in the country. So I have people coming from New York, uh, Ohio, North Carolina, San Francisco, everywhere. And they are able to stay in uh, close houses and then just come to our program every day, work for five, six hours a day. And I'm thinking, yes, a psychological healing boot camp. And I'm thinking that you need to be in a very peaceful environment because then you're processing everything that that comes up after the sessions and the time together. So I think being in a very peaceful place is important to integrate the work that's being done at that level of intensity. For sure. And because the client, when they know they process something, the next session, they have another therapist to help them through. They never feel alone anyway. Um, you know, so they're going from one person after another and getting the same message, but it's almost like getting a massage all day in, in some way. And then uh, when they go to these sober living houses, they're around other people who are also in recovery. Sometimes they're in recovery from substance abuse and sometimes they're in recovery from just trauma. But ultimately, to, um, but there's a freedom to come in and out. That's the difference between if you work in a, if you're in a residential facility, like an inpatient facility versus an outpatient, you have more of a freedom to come in and out, uh, you know, in the evenings and, and whatnot. And I think to really take your time and be with your own process, how, what a gift and how special that is, because often in doing individual therapy, there's the the respect and regard for not wanting to open a person up so much that then they're not able to go home and be a partner, a parent, an employee, that it's about also containment. And I imagine in a in an environment like what you're providing, people can really go to those deep places where they're not having to fill their traditional roles and responsibilities like in their normal lives outside of reconnect. 
That's right. And even if they were living here in LA, I, we usually ask them the first two weeks to really focus, to leave the work and everything aside and to focus the two weeks, their attention only on themselves. Of course, they have children sometimes and they have to take care of them. Uh, but they, they're aware of this emotional requirement and uh, they do their best to get support from other people to take care of their kids. And then gradually the, the intense work can be less and less intense so that you are adopting sort of going back into into your daily life. Yes, kind of reverse integrating like gently integrating mm -hmm. back into your own life versus into this really sacred place of healing that you offer. That's right. But even even though I, I use the word boot camp sometimes as a joke, uh, I want everyone to know that it's not a forceful uh, boot camp-like feeling where a person, because there's sort of an old tale that you, in order to heal something, you really have to I go through pain and all of that, uh, or, or have this cathartic big experiences with lots of crying. It's not really necessary to do that anymore. I really want to emphasize that. So we actually do really gradual. Uh, I had a client who said, I'm not touching my trauma because in the past, whenever I talked about it, I was in bed for two days. Mm. And uh, she was abused by family members. And I said, I promise you, this is not going to happen. And I gradually gained her trust and we worked on it. Of course, it took longer. I'm not going to deny that. But she was always functional. She didn't have to be in bed. She still was able to take care of her kids. And she wasn't crying for hours at a time. We just did gradually. The first day was just a five minutes and then 10 minutes until she built more tolerance for it. And so by the time she was done, she said the trauma, when I think about it, I'm not, uh, I'm not feeling incapacitated anymore. And that's our goal. I think that's an important story to have shared because I've also been with quite a few clients that that fear approaching the topic of their mm -hmm. trauma because they don't want to feel that depressed and, and disabled, so to speak, emotionally. Right. And that right. there is a way to do this more slowly and gently so that it's not traumatic again. Exactly. That is our main so, philosophy. And we tell about this to all the clients, too. That's beautiful. So, Dr. Darso, what would you like to leave us with in our last few minutes? Uh, that it's important for people to know in order to heal trauma, it's not required to tell the story over and over again. Uh, that actually trauma healing can't even uh, be possible without sometimes even sharing what really happened. And I know that is sort of a surprise for a lot of people, but it is really possible. And that uh, the person should always be in charge of what feels comfortable for them. So if you feel a therapist pushing you for a certain direction, that might not be the right therapist for you. Yeah. So um, it's important to feel in control in a healthy way and using things that include the body into treatment are the ideal method to work on trauma healing. Wonderful, Dr. Darsa. And the best way for people interested to reach you, to reach the center, would be which ways? Is to go online, reconnectcenter.com. And, and on, just, uh, on social media as well? Yes, also. Yes, on Facebook, uh, Reconnect Center, um, and on Instagram, Reconnect Center as well. 
Wonderful. That's always helpful since social media has become an important way to get healing resources out to people. That's true. Thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it, Dr. Darsa. Thank you very much, Lisa, for having me. You're so welcome. Have a great rest of your afternoon. You too. Thank you. you. Bye-bye. That concludes my show today with Dr. Carol Darsa of Reconnect Integrative Trauma Treatment Center at ReconnectCenter.com. I want to thank you all for listening tomorrow. Next week is Christmas. If you celebrate Christmas, I want to wish you a Merry Christmas. If you celebrate Hanukkah or anything else, I just am intending for you a really meaningful holiday season and time and Don't forget to check me out, subscribe on Facebook and Instagram, follow me. I am really fired up to get you information that is practical and helpful. And please go to NOLA Therapy on those platforms and follow me so that you can have access to what I am creating for you. Thank you. Bye, y'all. You're listening to All Things Therapy with Lisa Tahir.